the Heart Connection Podcast, lovelies. This is a place to connect, to inspire, to heal and to empower you to live a healthy, happy and purposeful life from your heart. I'm Pavlina Yerushkova, your host. I'm an intuitive health and life coach and I help women to connect to themselves, to step into their power and their purpose and to heal from within. I believe that all issues we are experiencing in life physical, mental and emotional arise from being disconnected from your heart, from your true self and I'm going to help you to open your mind, to connect to your heart and to heal from within. So let's dive right in. Hello my loves and welcome to episode 27 of the Heart Connection podcast. Today I've got another guest on the podcast, the beautiful Catherine Sullivan, and we will talk about all things death. Not just with Catherine, but also with my inner voice. We did an impromptu inner voice session. Catherine is a fellow inner voice facilitator and we spontaneously decided to do an inner voice session during the interview that wasn't even planned. And so we will get the inner voice's perspective of death as well, which is really exciting. I haven't done an inner voice session on the podcast yet, even though I've been thinking about it for a while. But yeah, when two inner voice facilitators get together, that's what happens sometimes. So I'm really excited for you to listen to the episode. But before we get to that, before we get to the interview, I've got a few updates for you. So the first one is you might have noticed that there haven't been any new episodes in the last couple of weeks. And that wasn't planned as such, but I have been thinking about not publishing a new episode every week because as much as I love to do the podcast, it takes up quite a lot of time, not just the recording, but all the editing and everything. And with me focusing now on the check part of my business as well, it it just wasn't possible to publish a new episode in the last couple of weeks. And I would like to keep the podcast going and this part of my business going. I still love to connect with you guys and I love all my international community, but I won't be able to do a new podcast episode every week. I'm so grateful that you guys are listening, that you are coming back. If you're new here, welcome as well. But for for now, we'll see what happens in the future. But for now, there won't be a new episode every week. The, the idea was that I will do it every two weeks, but that didn't even happen this time. I would love to do a new episode every two weeks, but it's not always possible. So it might be two to four weeks, two to three weeks. See how we go. I will always let you know on social, on Instagram and Facebook and in my newsletter when a new episode comes up, but it won't be every week anymore. So 
it will still be happening it will still be going but just not every week because i just don't have the capacity to do it at the moment but that being said i don't know if you guys know that you can also watch the interviews on youtube since since i started doing guest interviews on the podcast so pretty much since the beginning of season two We've been recording them on all video, so all the interviews are also on YouTube. So you can, if you prefer to watch an interview rather than to listen to it here on the pod, uh, on a podcast app, then you can go to YouTube. I can include the link in the show notes as well, and you can you can watch the interview if you prefer to do it this way. And. And let me know what you think. If you if you like the the videos or if you prefer audio interviews, let me know. I would love to know what's what's your preference. So you can you can let me know on Instagram or just send me a message anywhere. All the links are included in the show notes. How you can get in touch with me. I would love to know what what is your preference. And another update I have for you is that it's been, I've been feeling for maybe six, seven months now, maybe even longer, that I'm supposed to go in a new direction in my business. So it's been brewing for a while. I've been getting some messages from my inner voice, from my guides, but I wasn't sure what exactly it's gonna be like, even though even though I've been receiving these messages for a while and I've had some ideas what I'm gonna do and what I'd like to do. And as you might know, I've been for the last few years, I've been focusing on helping women to heal from different chronic health issues such as eczema, autoimmune disease and so on. But more and more, as I was continuing on my spiritual journey and my self-development journey, I've been feeling more and more that I want to actually focus more on the spiritual side of things and the message that has been coming through for the last half a year or so has been that I'm here to support other like light workers other star seeds with their soul pur- purpose with their soul mission and it feels like this month or even the past week it's it's somehow accelerated and I know I've already it feels sometimes it really feels like like a roller coaster ride but when you when you start listening to the guidance of your inner voice and the universe but I've learned to trust and surrender and it feels, even though it might be scary, it feels good. It feels good. It feels exciting. So I will not be focusing as much on the health issues and I will be sort of steering more in the direction of 
supporting spiritual business owners, supporting light workers on their mission, shining their light in the world, because that's something I've been working on for the last few years, how to stay in my power and my purpose true to myself and in alignment with my inner voice and in alignment with my soul and this is what I've been working on and it hasn't always been easy but I feel like same as with the health issues part of my business that what I've been focusing on the last few years that was something I had to go through so I have so I could help other women to heal their chronic health issues and this led not only me but some of my clients as well to their purpose and their mission in this world and I've been talking about this a lot that your health issues are pretty much way your body is communicating with you, your soul is communicating with you through the body and guiding you to your soul purpose, your soul mission. It's showing you when you're not in alignment with your inner voice, when you're not in alignment with the purpose you have in this lifetime and the mission you have in this lifetime. So This has been the journey for me and this is what I've been shown so many times and now I feel like over the last couple years and it feels like lately it's more intense that there's a new wave of flight workers awakening, there's a new wave of flight workers and starseeds coming and I feel like I'm meant to support them on their journey. So this is where where I will be focusing more on in the future from now on. I'm not sure yet. It's it's sort of forming, it's brewing. It's I'm just following my guidance and I have an idea in my consciousness, what it's going to look like, we'll see. I'm just following the breadcrumbs of my guidance, but there is also there's already an idea for for a future course, maybe even a mastermind. We'll see. But for now, I will be reopening access to one-to-one coaching to. I'm not sure if it will be single sessions or maybe some packages in the future, maybe a group program or a mastermind, we'll see. But I will be definitely focusing more on the supporting star seeds in their awakening process, maybe going through a dark night of the soul, but also and especially supporting them in connecting to their purpose and their mission and helping them maybe even to create a business, which I never thought it's anything that I would be focusing on, but because this is something I have been going through the last four or five years and it's not always been easy for me and I had to I had a lot of coaches I went to different masterminds and I 
I've done a lot of business courses, traditional ones, spiritual ones, intuitive ones, and so on. So I feel like this, without consciously knowing, I've been guided in this direction this whole time for the last few years. And now I'm supposed to support other star seeds, other spiritual business, future business owners or light workers that would like to help to create this new earth and that are guided to shine their light in the world and maybe don't know how exactly so that's that's what's been coming up guys it's it's still unfolding so i will be definitely letting you know and sharing with you what's happening with that but that being said I feel like the conscious healing blueprint, the online course I created earlier this year, I thought I would relaunch it as a group course. It's it's a program to help women with healing their chronic health issues on all levels with support of their inner voice and so on and going into all different levels, layers of their subconscious and the soul level and the past life level and ancestral healing and so on. So it's it's a really complex program that I put my heart and soul into and I don't want it to go into, I don't want it to go to waste. So I feel like I will be, because it's, the way I created it, it's self-sufficient. So you don't really need my support to go through the course. So I feel like I will transform it into an evergreen course and you will be able to go through it at your own pace. And if necessary, I will be, maybe you will be maybe able to get one-to-one support with me if desirable maybe like a add-on we'll see how it goes but I will be putting it together in the next few weeks or a month or so and when it's ready and it will be a lower price as well than when I ran it as a group program so it will be a self-guided online course and you will be able to access it anytime. And I don't know, maybe in the future I will run it again as a group program. But right now I feel like I'm meant to focus on what I shared with you before. So, and I don't want the cause to go to waste because I've, I know it can help many women to heal. I just don't feel like I'm supposed to support women like that anymore so that's maybe why I was supposed to create a course this way and once it's ready for purchase I will be I will be letting you know so and it's the same with the Czech version of conscious healing blueprint that I will be running now it will be I'm running it now live and once it's finish I will probably transform it into an evergreen cause as well we'll see but that's what I feel like I'm being guided to so it's a bit scary but yeah that's 
this whole year for me has been about trust and surrender. It's not always easy, guys. I'm gonna put it out there. It's not always easy. It's been, it's been a lot of surrendering and a lot of releasing and working through things because my mind has often different ideas <laughs> than my inner voice or the universe. So yeah. We'll see how it goes. I will keep you updated. I will keep you posted. And now let's go to the interview with Catherine. So Catherine is a death doula and a space holder who specializes in the inner voice. Like I said, we met during the inner voice facilitator training. And Catherine, by honoring life's natural rhythms and cycles, she aims to bring acceptance and serenity to every step of the journey, including death. She's convinced that by creating a natural relationship with death, she can add immeasurable value and delight to each day that comes before it. Catherine consciously leads her life under the guidance of her intuition and she hopes to inspire others to do the same so that we may all find ourselves happily reaching the end of our days here without any regrets. In the interview, we talk about Catherine's journey with death, the role of death in spiritual awakening, who actually is a death doula and what she does. We get, as mentioned in the beginning, we get the inner voices perspective on death and dying, which is always interesting. We ask things like what happens when we die, is my inner voice scared of the day I die? And what the inner voice recommends to someone who has a fear of death and how we can surrender to uncertainty and the unknown. But we spoke about, about processing grief, end-of-life plans, legacy, and also the joy of being human and the messy miracle of being here. So, so many goodies, so many interesting topics, and I can't wait for you to listen to the interview either here or on YouTube, wherever you're listening. So, without further ado, let's go to the interview with Catherine Sullivan. Hi, Catherine. Welcome to the Heart Connection Podcast. Hi, Pavlina. Thank you so much for having me today. So excited for this conversation. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited that you are here. And to begin, would you mind saying, who's Catherine Sullivan? Let's start with that. <laughs> Oh, well, that the answer to that question changes on a daily basis, but um, I am Catherine. I currently reside in Madrid, Spain, originally from the U.S., and I consider myself a doula and space holder as my soul's purpose. I'm also an explorer, a dreamer, a dancer, a friend, a lover, a daughter, a cat mom. Um, and I last year completed a training to become a deaf doula, which actually I think has been something brewing in me for 
well, who knows, past lives potentially. Um, certainly the last several years, uh, and I can go a little bit more into that story, but it really felt like like a remembering, like something mm. in my bones that I knew that this is what I meant to do. It just feels so natural and so fulfilling. And meanwhile, everyone else is like, what the heck? (laughs) Doesn't that get uncomfortable to think about death and support people through that topic all the time? Uh, And no, (laughs) for me, the answer is no. And actually, um, recently, a a new title dropped into my consciousness, Mm. which is Circle of Life Doula. Oh, and I love that. Thank you. It was, it happened um, a few, gosh, when was it? Must have been April. And I was at a the big um, famous art museum here in Madrid. It's called the Prado. And there was this painting that it looked almost like the maiden mother crone, but it was instead maiden crone and death. And then there was oh. a little baby. Um and anyway, I happened to be there with my mom. She was like, oh, look, it's a circle of life. And it was just like, boom, it just hit me like, oh, that's what I am. I'm a circle of life doula because, of course, I believe that accepting and preparing for the end of life, recognizing that we're all mortal beings is, is a crucial part of making the most of this experience. But I also love to support people through all the little deaths that happen mm. along the way. And every change is a loss and every transition is a death and a new beginning. It's just this weird, these cyclical beings in this endless birth, death, rebirth cycle. And I, I want to doula people along the way. I want to be that companion, walk alongside them, normalize, normalize it all, support however I can, and just reflect that inner strength, the inner beauty, that inner wisdom that we all have to make our way through these transitions. Mm, I love that so much. And what was it? How did you get here? So what's the story? What's your journey? How, how did you get so fascinated with death? Because most of most of the people, like I used to be really scared of death for, for many, many years. I used to, maybe 10 years ago, I, I would sometimes wake up with like a panic attack or anxiety and the first thought in my mind was when I woke up was I'm gonna die you know Mm -hmm. and it was like so so strong like such a strong fear and there was I guess maybe it was the beginning of my maybe more than 10 years but it was the beginning of my self-development journey my spiritual journey and I know that we both have in common that death actually plays a big role in our journey. Both of our fathers died and that led to yeah. that led to maybe that led us to getting onto the spiritual journey and discovering like what's what what, what is this life about and, and you know what are we doing here and what's the what's the per, what's the purpose and all of these things so what's what's your story what's your journey yeah absolutely I think like most children you know we're we kind of come from this other world and we have this wonder about who we are where we came from I remember when I was a little girl looking up at the sky and just being like wait 
we're what are we doing? We're on this like flying rock in the middle of nowhere with all these start. <laughs> like, what's happening? And then I remember having this like recurring daydream where I would kind of like wake up and I'd be a baby again, and like my whole life had been a dream. And I so I had the, that spiritual inclination, but then the culture and the society just sort of like didn't allow me to dwell on that as I grew up and you know, the focus was excel in school and then get a great job and then go back to school and get an even better job. And I definitely fell into that pattern. But at the time, at the time it was, it was okay. I I was, it was sufficiently fulfilling. And I think uh, a big reason for that is because of my dad, I was sort of following in his footsteps, certainly taking the steps to make him proud. My mom as well, but I was in the healthcare field and he was a physician and, um, and then very suddenly he died um, Mm. nearly 10 years ago. And that was a huge wake up call on so many fronts. Um, And before it even hit me that the career I was in the life I was leading wasn't really mine. Um, it hit me that, you know, these bodies that we're in are just temporary and that they don't even, you know, their houses, houses for the soul and that's it. And, and it's not unusual to have this experience, but when I saw my father's body after he died, it was just, it was just this awareness, this knowing that, oh, that's not my dad. Like Mm. it was missing that vital life force and that's when I realized, okay, there's, there's something else happening here. And it took me many years of, you know, going in and out of the spiritual journey. And along that, that path, I realized that I, what had been fulfilling for me work-wise was no longer fulfilling because I didn't have my dad there to share it with. And so one of the many gifts that he left me with when he died was, this um, invitation to pursue what's true for me and what I'm really here to share with the world. And when he died, I, you know, I, I have an amazing aunt and uncle who are very, very spiritual. And they gave me a book about a near death experience. And I just was not ready to, to read that yet, or to understand that yet about someone who nearly died, but come back. And I kind of like hit it in a bookshelf and never looked at it again. I was like, that person didn't die. They don't know what they're talking about. But, Mm. but over time as the grief, as I moved through the grief and became a bit more open and more curious um, and, you know, books found their way, other books found their way into my path. uh, I realized that there was, there may be something to that, um, So that was, I guess, through that whole process over several years, I became more and more peaceful around the topic of death. I found an equanimity. um, And and then one day, it was in 2020, I stumbled across um, an interview with a woman named Elua Arthur, who's a death doula in the U.S., and I just saw the title. It was something like A Day in the Life of a Death Doula, and that was a a term I'd never heard of before. I was of course somewhat familiar with birth doulas, but that was again, just this like full body hit, like, Oh, that's something you could do. Like 
that mm. there is something in there for me. So I signed up to study with her and served as a sort of teacher's assistant student guide for her when I completed my course last year. Um, and now I am out in the world as a death doula slash circle of life doula. Mm. So what does a death doula do actually? Like, what does it, what does it mean? Like what's, I guess, not day to day of a death doula, but like what, what would it look like if someone came to see you? Like how, how would it, what, what would you do with them? Yeah. Well, a beautiful thing about death doulas today is that there is no one way to do it. There's no national or international certification or um, it's not like you study nursing and then you have this title of your registered nurse and you know mm -hmm. how to do this and this and this. Um, with death tools, it's much more, it's much more intuitive and much more tied to whatever else you want to share with the world. So some people combine their death doula with offering yoga. Some people focus on planning for the end of life with healthy people. Some people want to sit bedside with, as people are taking their final breaths. Um, some people help with all the wrapping up of the affairs after death, or they really want to plan funerals or even lead ceremonies. Um, so it's the death tools do all sorts of beautiful, amazing things. I'm always uh, just in awe of all the offerings that my colleagues, my peers have um, out in the world. And so, yeah, the answer is <laughs> there was no answer, but I think fundamentally when I think of my role as a death doula is bringing peace to the end of life for everyone mm. who's going to die. And that's everyone. That's the only unifying um, quality of being alive is our eventual death. And right now in the last few months, I've focused on bringing death awareness to, to my community, which is largely healthy, vibrant, young just this awareness that I've come to that um, really the death of my dad brought me to was just like, wait a minute, you know, he died quite suddenly. He wasn't even 60 years old. He, mm. he hadn't reached his retirement. And, and I was like, Oh, you know, nothing is nothing. We can't take anything for granted. Um, you know, it's unlikely that any of us is going to die tomorrow, but we really don't know. So why are we living in a way that's so unsatisfactory, that's so misaligned with, with who we want to be and what we want to experience in, in this world. And it also just being aware that, you know, this isn't going to last forever. Like the sunshine that I can feel on my skin or the, the trees that I can see out my window or the, the delicious salad that I made myself for lunch just enjoying the like very sensual parts of existence. Um, the, you know, the five senses, that is such a gift. And I just find myself living with so much more gratitude and so much more alignment um, and integrity and authenticity. And I just want to share that <laughs> with mm. whoever's ready to listen. Mm. No, I found it beautiful that you focus on this topic because we're not used to hearing about death, right? Like in the Western culture, I mean, 
my father died about eight years ago now and since in the last couple of years three of my grandparents died and I mean here or in like the western world you know like we we're not used to actually seeing death or we're not we don't talk about it it's it's like it feels almost like some taboo or something hidden I know like in in other cultures they actually celebrate death and they celebrate their ancestors and it's beautiful that that you are bringing this topic to life and and so what would you say oh I would maybe be interested in hearing what your inner voice has to say about death. What what does it mean to die? Or, you know, like you mentioned when, when you witnessed your your father when when he transitioned, like you said that something like that, it wasn't him, the body that was left, right? So what what happens? What happens when when we die? Oh goodness. That's That's the question. Um, in the past, when I've asked my inner voice, I've just been shown this vast scene. I think because I'm familiar with the night sky, that's what I saw. Um, and it was just this sense of reuniting into something that my inner voice called the one mm. that we're just, you know, we, we separate to have these experiences on earth our consciousness and then following death, our consciousness doesn't go anywhere. I mean, it doesn't disappear. It just rejoins this greater force or source, or it's not even a collection because there's, there aren't distinguished parts. It's just one floating mm. spirit in the sky is how my mind is able to, translate the sensations that the the feelings that I've gotten um but I also want to say that that's what my inner voice shares with me I'm not saying that that is what happened I have no idea what happens and I equally respect everyone's beliefs I think the most important thing is to spend time sitting with death and thinking through your beliefs and whether that's earth-based spirituality, whether it's one of the, the main religions on earth today, whether it's this, this belief in the universe, everything is one, or whether you believe that, you know, nothing happens at all, that when we die, we die and that's, it lights out. I think the most important thing to reach a sense of peace and tranquility is to get clear on what you believe And then I'll also say that when you do get clear, say you get clear today and then decades from now you're on your deathbed, you may very well change your mind and that's totally fine too. We, a big part of what I share is that we are ever-changing, ever-evolving cyclical beings and we're not going to be the same today as we are on our deathbed for sure and just accepting who we are and what we believe along the entire spectrum of life is, is the most important thing. But um, if you want to get more into the inner voice, I'd love to either go into mine or I can go help you go into yours. Does that sound fun? That sounds fun. Yeah. Either, either way, I'm, 
I'm, I'm game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can hold space for your inner voice if you want to drop in. Okay. Maybe we could just say that we are both inner voice facilitators, so we are familiar, and my audience is familiar with inner voice work. So, yeah, maybe it would be as easy for everyone to connect to their inner voice. But, yeah, so let's say yeah. that before, before we get into it. Yeah, yeah, and I would say for anyone who wants to try this at home, you're so welcome. There's nothing to be scared of. And as I'm sure Pavlina has shared in the past, just find a quiet spot and take some deep breaths and, um, yeah, just post the question, see what happens or doesn't happen. Um, of course, facilitators help, uh, help get you deep into your inner voice as well, if you're unfamiliar with it. But, um, I think we all have access to the peace mm. and that, that deep inner wisdom, um, without any special training but definitely definitely just what I wanted to say that maybe for someone who's never connected it might take a bit longer rather than maybe when you or me drop into our inner voices we can connect quite quickly so that's why I wanted to mention that yeah yeah absolutely and another thing that comes up when I work with inner voice clients on this topic is a lot of beanbags, a lot of mm. trapped emotions, um, stuck energy that I help them work through and release. And sometimes the entire session, our entire session together will be a release. And that's mm. exactly what was needed. Um, but yeah, we've both done a lot of releasing to help us yeah. um, get into the inner voice more quickly. Okay. Let's All right. do it. Let's do it. All right. Let your awareness, your attention sink down into the body. Lengthen your inhales. Lengthen your exhales through the mouth. inner voice, no rush, no hurry, but whenever you're ready, just let us know. We are here. Uh, We're ready to talk to you. What a treat. Inner voice, now that you're here, now that you're ready, you know this topic that we're discussing today. And I'm just curious if you have any thoughts, any knowings and wisdom to share with us on this topic of end of life of death of who we are for us there is no death Mm. the body might die but the spirit never dies the soul never dies but there's no beginning and no end Mm. so what happens when a body dies where does the spirit where does the soul go from there 
the soul is always here. The consciousness is always here. It might just show up in a different way, but the energy doesn't die. The energy is always here. It might not be connected to a body anymore. Yeah. But the energy is always here. And go ahead. For you, for those who are listening, it's they can the same way we talk to you, you can connect to anyone else who transitioned. Mm. It's the same. They might not speak in words. Yeah. They might speak in a different way. You might feel their energy, their vibration, or they might come through. They might through they might come through your own words or you might hear the words when you tune in, but it's just instead of talking to them face to face, you connect to their energy and for us there is no difference. We know you've both experienced this before, mm. t talking to those, to your loved ones who transitioned. Talking to other energies. For us, there is no difference. Mm. Your voice, are you scared of the day that Pavlina's body dies? No. No. <laughs> no. Fear, fear is a human emotion. We don't. We don't experience fear. Mm. Where we are, there is only love. Mm. There is no fear. Beautiful. In your voice, does Pavlina's mind have any fears around the end of life of herself or anyone around her? She used to have a lot of fear around this topic. Not as much anymore. She the mind might still have some questions. The mind might not understand fully what happens. The mind is trying to control the conversation right now. <laughs> oh, thank you, mind. You can just take take a rest, take a seat, a back seat. But Pavlina's experience, since she's connected to us, she's experienced three of her loved ones transitioning and, and a pet. Mm. which we believe you are part of. Yeah, yeah. And that was beautiful and we're grateful for that. But she, she's already experienced that she can 
connect to her loved ones even if they're not in their physical form anymore. So there is no fear as such anymore. Of course, she thinks about her mom getting older and maybe that she won't be here in the physical anymore. Mm. But she doesn't have a fear as such anymore. Beautiful. There might be some questions and some doubts, but the fear, the fear might be, there might be a tiny little fear in the body. Yeah. And that's okay. She's still human. Yeah. And her voice, if there's someone listening to this conversation who who still has some fear, still has some doubts, what, what would you offer them? How might you comfort them? We would, we would invite them to close their eyes and breathe and drop down into their heart. Right now, if anyone's listening who has some fear around death, we would invite them to connect with us, to connect the energy that we are sharing right now, connect to their own heart and connect to our energy. And it might be helpful for them maybe to put their hands on their heart as well, especially if they don't have any experience with us. And just focus on the heart space and breathe into the heart space and feel the energy, feel feel our energy, feel the energy of their heart. Because in their heart, there is no fear. There is only love. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you in her voice. And when the fear comes up, don't, don't push it away. Just be present with it. Feel it. But don't get overwhelmed by it. Just notice Watch it, welcome it, and breathe through it. Maybe ask it what it needs from you. Why is it there? What what is the fear about? What are you scared of? Most people aren't really scared of death. They are scared, the mind is scared of the unknown. The mind doesn't really comprehend what it means mm. because, because you don't know what will happen. The mind is scared of the unknown when it can't control it anymore, when it can't mm. control what happens to the body, what happens to the mind. The mind is scared of not existing anymore but the mind 
Your mind's not in control. <laughs> if it's not the mind, then who is in control? We would say the mind is just a tool, a beautiful tool of living in the physical world, but who's in control? We would say it's not about control because you don't need to control anything. Mm. Yeah. What, what we would like to say is where we are, when you connect to us, when you connect to source, to the divine, to the universe, there is no need to control anything. Mm. There is just being with what is being in connection, being in unity. Mm. Being with what is, but there is no need to control anything. Yeah. Thing, things might come and go, but we don't feel to con need the need to control anything. Beautiful. So what about these humans here on earth in our voice who are faced with so much uncertainty, so many unknowns? How can we best surrender to that, accept that, even love that part of our existence, support ourselves through those ups and downs? We would just say whenever you are feeling the lows or whenever you are feeling fear or grief or any other emotions you call negative emotions, just come back to us. Mm -hmm. Come back to us. Come back within. Connect within. These emotions are only showing you that you are out of alignment, that you are in the mind, that you are, that the mind is running the show, that you are riding the wave of emotion that may be stuck in your body. Mm. Some old programs that got stuck in the mind and the subconscious and that are blocking you from being connected to us, connected to all. Just come back to us and look at what you are experiencing through, through our consciousness. Because where we are, there is no, there is no fear, there is no grief, there is no sadness. And we're not saying it's wrong to experience those things because where you are, 
you live in the physical world where you do experience duality, but just don't get consumed by these emotions, by these feelings. Don't they are not you, you are not them. Mm. It's not the truth of who you are. And you can just come back to us and witness them from, from our perspective. Mm. And we are we are here, we are here for you, we are here with you, supporting you, guiding you, loving you. Mm. All is well, always. Thank you so much, Inner Voice. Mm. Mm, thank you. Mm. Mm. I didn't want to come back. That was <laughs> <laughs> so Oh, nice. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's just, yeah, it's amazing to hear. And I know it's even more amazing to feel that, to mm. have that come from within you. And I have a Zen inner voice thing on the podcast yet, so it's a first. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I'm honored to have gotten to gently guide you through that yeah so many so many beautiful messages and so much alignment with what I've heard from other inner voices just mm. you know, everyone everyone feels that overwhelming sense of peace and oneness and it's all it's all okay and I think one thing you your inner voice talked about was um how you know the inner voice doesn't feel the grief, but that it's okay for humans to go through mm. those emotions. And um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think grief is something that we don't give enough attention to mm. in, in our society. You know, the typical bereavement leave after a loved one has died, it's like three days off of a corporate job. Mm. Um, it's one day here. Is it one day? Oh, we gosh. only get. I think we only get one day off when you when you are employed. You only get yeah. one day off for the funeral, and that's it. Wow. Yeah, and it's. I mean, yes, it, it is. It is a natural part of life that we're all going to die, but it's also a huge moment. It's very impactful for our human selves, and we need to honor that part of ourselves too, and just. Um, what I like to share about grief is just anything uh, grief, the way that I've heard it defined that resonates most with me is any reaction to any loss. So mm -hmm. yes, it includes the sadness when a loved one dies, but it also includes physical, physical symptoms. Um, mm -hmm. It includes like behavior changes, and it doesn't only include sadness, it includes the entire spectrum of emotions that are going to arise. And it's not just when someone dies, it's when any, any change happens. Mm. You know, I shared before we um, started recording, I have a new boyfriend 
And I experienced grief when I left my single life behind and started a relationship, even though I was 100% wanting to make that change. There's still a loss that accompanies every change and transition. And it's okay to feel that grief. It's in, in fact, very important to give yourself that, that space. Mm. And um, I love making little rituals for myself for the tiniest things, just to really acknowledge that this human existence is not always easy. And we're constantly mm. going through new things and just to pause for a moment um, in that liminal space and then be able to step forward into the new iteration um, of our lives with that presence, that awareness. Hmm. Would you mind sharing what what would such a ritual look like or when pe if people are interested, like what, what would it look like? What do you do when, when you are processing grief, big or yeah. small? Yeah, it, I don't have one go-to ritual, but the elements that I often incorporate are well, crying <laughs> mm. as much as I can, just letting the tears come, even at the most inopportune restaurants, uh, restaurants, inopportune <laughs> moments, including, I was going to say a couple of days ago at a restaurant, like in the middle of a meal, I just like felt this, these tears coming and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let them come. Mm. Normalizing grief in, in all situations. Um, and Yeah, having having space help for me, having um, someone facilitate an, an emotional release, um, if I have that accessible to me, moving my body in different ways helps mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I mean, you can turn a, uh, your morning run into a ritual um, or just going for a walk. Dancing is something I love to do and have playlists for the entire range of my emotions, just mm -hmm. like... No one's watching. Even if people are watching, I, I dance as though no one's watching, uh, which is kind of embarrassing to some people in <laughs> that I'm close to that I would just go to a park with my headphones on and just dance. But I did um, that recently and it's actually <laughs> quite liberating. <laughs> it is so liberating. Yes. And then more maybe traditional in quotes types of rituals. Um, incorporating the elements of fire, can lighting candles, mm. burning um, juniper, um, just for the, the smudging, the smoke cleansing. Um, I love working with my tarot decks. Mm. That is very supportive too. Um, but it can be just so simple. Just turn on a song, turn the lights off, light a candle, let your body lead you through whatever movements or whatever emotions want to come up. And just that it can be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. I, I was just thinking, because you talked about how we are cyclical beings. And I know for me, the more... I connect to my inner voice, my body and everything, the more I'm realizing how important it is every month during my moon cycle to make space for these things because we are, it's like a small death, right? We are oh, experiencing yeah. so much and it's so important to make space during 
ideally during the bleed to process yeah. what's been happening during the month and let it let it pretty much die right or let, let yeah. it leave the body and whatever whatever it means to to cry to journal to do whatever it is it's it's been it's been quite profound for me to to do this and lately I, I i was curious if you have any experience with this lately i've been called it actually what my inner voice showed me or what came up during one of my past live sessions because i i do work like one of the modalities i use is past life work as well as well and i got shown in one of these sessions to actually give the menstrual blood back to the earth and it's part mm. of connecting to the cycle of life and connecting to yeah. the earth and con you know it's because we are we are part of the earth we are connected to everything to nature and yeah. th this was this was so interesting for me and something i'm still i'm still like incorporating slowly yeah. and learning to work with do have, have you much have you got much experience with these kind of the kinds of things yeah uh, i have not done that particular practice but i've heard it and i find it absolutely beautiful um i love that you mentioned nature because I, I meant to mention that as well, just going outside, looking up at the sky, at the vastness, whether it's blue sky, gray sky, dark sky, um, and then just witnessing the cycles of life all around us um, because nature is constantly in flux. Things are constantly, of course, we have the seasons of the year, but then even within that, like today I went to the park and I saw a dead bird in the middle of the path. And then a few minutes later, I saw this baby duckling floating around in the pond. And it's just constant life and death and nature. And like you shared, although humans for the last few hundred years have pretended that we're not part of nature, we absolutely are. And the more that we can acknowledge that and honor that, I think the more comfortable we are with the entire cycle of life that, that we go through as well. Um, But yeah, I love the, the moon magic type of rituals for women who menstruate. Is Yeah, those are all super powerful too in such an important time of the month that um, is, again, not, not given proper attention mm. to. I um, at one point worked in South Korea, and I believe it's a government policy that women can take one day off of work mm. um, for their, their um, menstrual cycle. Of course, no one did because the business culture in Korea is absolutely horrendous, especially for women. There was so much shame around that, but as an expat, um, <laughs> I took advantage of it. And I think, uh, it, I think it's, you know, why, why should we be ashamed of something that happens to nearly half the population nearly every month? Like just mm. normalizing all, all parts of us, I think is, is so important mm. and such a powerful practice. And if we can't do it in society, at least we can do it for ourselves. Yeah. I've been a long student of yoga and I know in India, I don't know it, 
if it happens in every part or just in the yoga community. But I know that in India, women aren't even supposed to do housework when they're bleeding and the, the husbands have to take over cooking and cleaning and everything while oh, wow. while the women take time off and go within and just take care of themselves which I found quite beautiful oh yeah that is beautiful I haven't spent much time in India but I, I remember kind of feeling the opposite way that there was a temple that we were going to visit and if you're a woman menstruating you weren't supposed to go into the temple mm -hmm. because you were considered unclean okay and maybe it's yeah maybe it's related but I was turned off by that but I think giving women that time to rest is mm. really beautiful I've actually never been to India and this is just what my teacher one of my teachers taught um, me so maybe it's different in the India and it was just translated in this way I don't know but or I mean India is a, a very vast diverse <laughs> country so <laughs> one yeah. temple that I went to probably isn't fully representative but um yeah and many other cultures honor and acknowledge the woman's cycle as well i like i remember uh, reading about orthodox judaism mm. and how men and women are meant to even sleep in the same bed during that time um and it, i actually find the history behind it beautiful that yeah women need this time to themselves to to rejuvenate and to rest Mm, mm. yeah yeah I was just to <laughs> maybe move on from this topic something that just came to my mind is I was looking at your Instagram earlier and something that caught my attention was your end of life plans would you mind sharing a bit about oh. that what, what it means to make Well, for someone who's quite young still, like, why did yeah. you decide to make your end-of-life plans and why and what, what it actually is? Yeah, I would yeah. be interested to hear more about that. Yeah, of course. Well, the reason I decided to uh, make my end-of-life plans is because um, essentially I want to help other people <laughs> make them as well. So I need to go through the whole process myself, but I, I believe that um, as I mentioned in my post that the right time to make your end of life plans is as soon as you're ready to do so. Um, and the earlier, the better. Um, and what the end of life plans consist of, there are some legal documents that vary country to country. Um, you'll, You want a last will and testament to that's primarily about um, your financial uh, material wealth, any property you own, you know, who, who gets that. And then there's um, at least in the U.S. another very important um, decision to make is around life support is around. Um, yeah. So let's say you're in an accident or you have a sudden illness and you're unable to communicate, you're unconscious, and someone else needs to make decisions for you about whether to keep you alive or not. And um, there's a, a pretty straightforward form around whether you want life support if it looks like you're not going to recover to any meaningful quality of life. But I think beyond that um, piece of paper, 
you want to have discussions. I mean, the purpose of end of life planning is really not about documenting things in a single place, but actually having these conversations with your loved ones based upon um, what's written down. So uh, the, the friend that I've asked to be what's called a healthcare proxy, someone to make decisions on my behalf if I'm incapacitated, I plan to have an in-depth discussion with her around what makes life meaningful to me. If, mm. if I'm unconscious and there's the possibility that I will survive, under what circumstances do I want to continue living? So that's a very personal um, decision thing to think about. And again, that's something that I consulted my inner voice about, you know, what makes life worth living. And for me, it's, it's pretty simple. My inner voice summed it up and as being able to give love and receive love and whatever Mm. that, whatever way, some, some form of communication um, and hopefully at least, a couple senses left to enjoy uh, all the beautiful things uh, that are accessible here to us on earth. Um, so there, those are part of the end of life plans. And then there's uh, the other parts, which include, you know, if just thinking through where, where you want to die, if you do have control over it, um, Do you want your final breath to be in a hospital? Do you Mm. want to be at home? Do you want to be outside? What sort of environment do you want to create for yourself? Music. And then thinking through to uh, after you die, is there a sort of memorial service or a funeral? Um, You know, are there poems you want read? Are there people you want to be sure are invited? Um, What do you want to be done with your body? Um, there, there are a lot of, op- not a lot, but several mm. options. There's burial, there's what's called green burial. Um, there's, of course, cremation, there's aquamation, there's uh, recomposition, which is essentially turning your body into soil. So many options to think of there. Uh, and then with everything else, you know, my what do I want to be done with my jewelry? Who do I want that to go to? What about all my digital life, um, all my passwords and my accounts and um, all the the practical things that if I were to die suddenly and hadn't been able to sort of close things down in advance, I want to make that as easy as possible for the people who survived me so that they can focus on, on their grief um, they're going to be very sad that I'm gone. (laughs) Um, But really I do view it as a gift and also just a gift to myself as well. Just taking this load off, um, knowing that when I die, everything is going to be taken care of for the people that I love who are left behind. Um, And I feel like once that is in place, people, you know, it's silly, but it is an energetic shift that, Okay, I'm ready for death. Now I can focus 100% on life. Um, so that's a, a big advantage too. And again, I who knows how long I will live. Hopefully it's for a long time. Um, but having, having a draft in place and then being able to edit that draft every year, you know, just reading through it, I'll probably choose to do so on or around my birthday every year. Just is everything still up to date? Um, Any changes I want to make? And it's so much easier than, you know, 
one day sitting in the doctor's office, finding out I have terminal cancer and then being like, oh my gosh, I have to figure all this stuff out, write everything down. And my mind is not going to be in the right Mm. place at that point. Um, But it's not, it's not an easy thing to do. You know, I'm, I consider myself quite comfortable with this topic and yet confronting head on my own end of life Mm. is still, it's still daunting. um, And it's, it, that's totally normal. And um, just like I said, whenever you're ready for it, doesn't mean it's going to be easy. doesn't mean you're going to fly through the whole process because it's still going to bring up a lot of, a lot of things uh, emotionally, but when you're ready to go through that process, I guess it's the right time to, to work on end of life plans. Hmm. How does it help you with living in the present? Hmm. I have this knowing now, this understanding that my life isn't going to last forever. And the only time that I'm guaranteed is this moment right here. And mm. you know, that's nothing new. That's something that we can achieve through, through meditation. But for me, the most powerful way to really snap back into things and stop worrying about the future is just like, one day this is all going to end. As my doula teacher puts it, we're all just going to turn into worm food. So just make the most of this moment and don't, you know, don't overthink things. Don't worry about, don't worry about problems that don't exist yet, which my mind loves to do. Um, yeah. So ha- just having that, that sense of gratitude uh, lets me delight in the earthly pleasures even more knowing that it's all temporary. Mm. One other thing you talked about on your Instagram was legacy. Mm. And I I thought it was quite interesting as well. Like I think you said if if I were to die today, what would be my legacy? What what did you I was interested to hear what 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 did you come up with or what would be your legacy today? If you were to die today, what would be your legacy? Yeah. Thanks for asking. Yeah, that that post was triggered by a conversation that I had with a friend here and it, legacy was something that I'd kind of struggled with throughout my doula course, because like I mentioned, I don't have a family, um, which is typically you think of your children, your grandchildren, the future generations as, um, as your legacy. And, and, you know, I didn't have any huge, Uh, professional accolades or uh, accomplishments. But then I, it just, I've realized that my legacy is just me being here my life. You know, it's kind of like the, the butterfly effect. If a butterfly flaps mm. its wings somewhere, you know, the effect is felt throughout the world. And I feel that way about each and every human and animal life here on the planet today, that just by being just by being here, I've changed the world. And mm. in my lifetime, I probably won't understand how, and maybe it will never be put pieced together, but I find a lot of comfort in that. And that the best, best way that I can contribute to life and to the future, future generations is just to be me, just to accept me, embrace me, listen to my inner voice and act on that above all else um that to me is 
my legacy. And then of course, legacy is something you can build into your end of life plans as well. If there's some way that you want to be remembered, but I, I think the best legacy is just your day-to-day life. How are you doing life? It's not about naming a building after you on some campus somewhere. It's about um, even if no one remembers my name or no one knows what I looked like, you know, that's okay. I, I feel no need to be memorialized forever. Just my day-to-day life, the choices that I make and following my heart is the the best legacy that I can offer. Mm. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Yeah. I I was just thinking a lot of the inner voices I, I've talked to, they a lot of them say that the purpose of life is to experience life and to have fun with it, to experience joy. And we the minds tend to make it more complicated, more difficult. We want to know about our purpose and legacy and all of these things. But yeah, joy is one thing that the inner voices always talk about. What brings you most joy at the moment? What's what's mm. really joyful for you in your inner voice? Yeah, I love that question. <gasps> inner voice is loving just being as present to the human experience as possible. It's kind of a weird answer, but that's what came through. Just, you know, the, the highs and the lows and just witnessing it all and just being like, wow, yeah, this is life. Like, wow, she got herself into a big mess. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, or just, just, yeah, following my, again, following my, my inner voice, wherever it leads me. And whether that's like around the world to a new home or to eating some ice cream this afternoon or (laughs) whatever it is, just letting myself be like you share, just, I guess the joy comes from, yeah, just following the joy and witnessing it all. And this answer is, my mind is very judgmental of this answer, but um, yeah, I guess the joy is just being here, being in this. Um, an author, I love, put it, this messy miracle of being here. Mm. Yeah, that's what I find the joy. Oh, that's I where love I find the joy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, is there, I was I was wondering maybe, because this podcast is called the Heart Connection Podcast, is there anything to wrap up with that you would like to share from the heart or is there anything your inner voice would like to share to wrap up with? Is anything coming through mm-hmm. right now? Just so much love. And appreciation for you, Paulina, and everything that you share and bring to the world from your soul, from your heart, and so much love and compassion to everyone out there listening. If you've made it this far, thank you for being willing to sit with death as a topic. Um, yeah, and I would just say the more you can sit with death, the more 
joy and the more gratitude and the more delight I believe that you will find in your day to day. So don't be, don't be scared. And if you are scared, just reach out and I would love to help you through it. Oh, thank you so much, Catherine. I love that. I love that so much. And I love that you accepted my invitation that you came on and I loved our conversation Can you, before we wrap up, can you share where people can find you, how they can connect with you if they wanted to, I don't know, find out more about death or how can they maybe work with you if if they were called to? Yeah, I would love to connect. Um, Instagram right now is the best place to follow me. Um, which you can leave the mm. leave the link. It's Catherine double underscore Sullivan. Uh, and there, I believe I have a link to my newsletter. I send it out about every four to six weeks and any offering will definitely be in there. Um, and if you'd like, I also have a free seven day um, email series called Memento Mori Minutes. And it's designed to, Um, provide you with five minutes of contemplation around the topic of death end of life um, over the course of a week um, so if you are interested in that I can send you the link as well just ask for it really probably can include it included in the show notes as well. oh yeah perfect yeah. that would be perfect yeah um, so yeah I'm excited to share more about this um, and create programs, offerings, workshops, and classes around all of these topics and more. So would love to have you uh, if you feel called to follow along. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. And you also have a podcast, don't you? Or is it? It's, is it... it's on hold at the moment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've been getting some nudges, maybe bring it back, maybe tweak it a little bit. But um, if you want to, completely switch gears it's called there she goes solo travel and it's all about uh, empowering women to travel the world alone which is another big passion of mine mm. of course the inner voice is a part of it too <laughs> maybe we can talk about it next time <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh okay thank you so much for being here Catherine to coming to the Heart Connection podcast I loved our conversation so much and I'm excited maybe for the next time. Me too. I would love that. Thank you so much, Pavlina. Mm. Thank you. And there you have it. There was the interview with the beautiful Catherine Sullivan. Let us know what resonated. We would love to know what resonated with you, what you enjoyed about the interview, if there was anything that maybe surprised you maybe from what the inner voice said or if you have any thoughts anything that you would like to share with us please come and take us both on instagram or send us a message we would love to hear from you and that's it for today i will be in touch soon with and I will let you know what's happening with everything I talked about in the intro and sending you so much love from my heart to yours and I will be in touch soon 
Much love. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. Bye.